Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the L2 Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, Mr. Lucas Curtelli. And as always, I am here with Mr. Luca Moya. Buddy, it's been two weeks. I haven't seen that beautiful face. How you been? What you been up to? What's up, buddy? We're back, man. I feel, I feel like it's been like a month. Oh, yeah. It's, it feels it's so like crazy. Because we didn't go last week. We're doing it pretty late this week. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about it today, but like how quick did the NFL season come up? Yeah. Like when we just talking about the draft a couple months ago, dude, I remember the last podcast you were like month till football, month till football. I was like, Oh yeah, I'm getting all hype. Now football is next week. We're going to have a massive L2 sports football starting the 2022 NFL season. So be ready for that as we uh, quick plug that for next week. But this yes, week, sir. we got to go over everything that's been going on. Mm-hmm. Blue Jays, terrible August. Absolute terrible August. <sighs> Had some bright spots, but no, really negative. We're going to talk some football, a little bit football before uh, next week's show, and a little bit of hockey. Uh, some things have been going on in the NHL. So let's start with those Toronto Blue Jays. And we're always positive on this L2 Sports podcast. So let's start off with one of the positives for the Blue Jays. Robbie Ray, hmm. 10 and 5, 2.71 ERA, 202 strikeouts, and a 1.010 whip, which is pretty good. Uh, just one August pitcher of the month that was just announced today. Luca, is he in there for the Cy Young conversation with the likes of Garrett Cole, Lance Lynn of the White Sox? Do you think he's top, he's number one, two, or three in that conversation? Um, I think so. I I think he should definitely get consideration. He probably won't win, just because Jay's mm-hmm. pitchers don't win so, Cy Young, uh, the Cy Young Award. But he is definitely in there. Ten and five, two seventy ERA, two hundred two strikeouts, five point three strikeout to walk ratio. That's pretty good. Um, and he's definitely the ace right now. Like all the all the buzz about Burials coming over. Uh, Ryu signed from uh, the Dodgers, I believe, right? Correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong. Yeah, the Dodgers, ERA King. This is the guy, man. Resigned him up, one-year deal. Everyone's like, ah, okay. Another year of Robbie. This is kind of just like a kind of just a, a deal just to kind of get the team useful. And then after this year, we'll just let him go. And hopefully, you know, the big guys come up and all this. Yeah, he, he's been – he's the ace for me. Like, if, if there was a wild-card game tomorrow, I, you know, rest and all that. But – he, he'd be my number one choice. And I, and I think it's it's crazy because I think he should have more wins than he actually does because a lot of the times the bullpen will blow the game or it'll be a, a 2-1 game that he'll lose and the offense doesn't come through. So definitely, 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 I think he's in the Cy Young Award winner, but he's definitely the ace of the Blue Jays. Um, and what a surprise he is because if the other two guys can figure it out, I don't know, we'll see. I think we're going to talk about it a bit later, but I'm getting a little nervous over here. Yeah. Uh, very, I agree with you on all points there. I think he's right behind Garrett Cole. I think Garrett Cole is going to win this one. He just had an amazing uh, performance uh, yeah. uh, last night. 15 Ks, no walks. Uh, helped the Yankees to beat the, the Angels. And again, he plays for the New York Yankees. 
And I heard actually a cool thing that the voters for the Cy Young, there's two uh, like baseball writers or baseball analysts, whoever has the votes from each city where like each place where a team is. So you can't really say it's a bias. Like if there's going to be a more New York bias or American bias, because you get to see Garrett Cole more than you get to see Robbie Ray because he plays in Canada. But I think Robbie Ray's neck and neck with Garrett Cole. If he can have, an outstanding September and maybe push past Gary Cole, we could see him raising that Cy Young trophy at the end of the season. So he's playing great. He's our ace for sure. Like you said, so we'll see what happens with Robbie Ray. This conversation I've been hearing all week on, on the radio, and I just wanted to get your take on it. And we're going to recycle this topic, obviously when the season comes to an end, but with a month left, like, and plus the dog days of, of baseball season and not really much going on. Let's just have this debate contract for Robbie Ray next year he's 29 I'm pretty sure yeah and is he gonna get Ryu money is he gonna make more than Ryu I don't think he's gonna make the Garrett Cole money but having what he's shown with us this season this season he has all the cards in his hand the only hand I see the Blue Jays having uh, that can keep Robbie Ray on this team is Pete Walker because Pete Walker is really the mastermind on the success of, of Robbie Ray. Uh, there's been a lot of talk with him saying how he likes Pete Walker, like that he's one of the best pitching coaches or the best pitching coach in the league right now. And he's really helped a lot of pitchers like Ray one Matt has improved under Pete Walker and Barrios. You saw after his horrendous start, he had uh, at the Rogers center, you saw him fix uh, where he places his ball instead of over the head. He kept it on his more on his stomach side, which like, I guess, limited all the movement and he had a good outing. So Pete Walker's really had some big impacts on this pitching staff. So I think that's where the Blue Jays uh, are going to come from saying like, you have that comfortability with Pete Walker every single day, or you're going to go to a new team. And if you start to lose it, you're not going to have that, that coach there to maybe help you find it again. So hopefully like that's a big strong point in the conversations, but I'm worried that, Robbie Ray might not be a Blue Jay next year. The, Toronto just can't have nice things, man. Like no. they just can't. It, it's impossible, and that goes for any market in Toronto. It's Toronto, maybe real Raptors. I would say more, more with the Raptors and the Blue Jays, but because yeah, of the only Canadian kinda, teams uh, in the league, yeah. right? But yeah, it, it's it, especially baseball, no salary cap. It's tough for the Jays to to really attract things like this they have to they have to find Robbie Ray's diamonds in the rough like and they have to give that I think also they got to give that extra year to Robbie Ray if he's 30 and you don't really want to give a long-term contract to a pitcher like Robbie Ray where you don't know what's going to happen next season like is he going to fall off next season is he going to be even better so you're really going to have to take a gamble and if he's saying I want three years at blah 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 money you might have to give him that fourth to attract them to come back to Toronto yeah, I, I think, well, 29, like, it's, it's pretty young, honestly, in baseball terms. Mm-hmm. Like, you see pitchers go into, like, 35, 36, like, pretty often. Uh, and, you know, if they can sign him for another three years, he'll be 30, what, 32, 33 by the end of their, the, the end of the contract. I think Toronto has to re-sign him. I, I would give him Ryu money because – for some reason, whenever Toronto gets a pitcher not from Toronto, they just forget how to pitch. Mm-hmm. 
And so I think now that he's done it, he's played in the Rodgers, and like you said, he's familiar with the coach. You know, the team seems to love him. I think you have to resign him just to keep, you know, what is that going to say to the rest of your, your clubhouse when you have a Cy Young player and then the next year you just let him walk. Yeah. And and it's a guy that it's not like, Oh, can we fail to sign him? No, no. You fail to re-sign him. Like the, like every time there's a free agent, unless there's bad blood between the team, it doesn't seem like there's any bad blood with rugby Ray. The team that holds a contract before your contract ends always has the upper hand. Like you've literally been playing with them for a full year or five years or whatever it is. And you're familiar with the team. They have all the cards because they can be, they can be the first ones to negotiate. I, I think, I just think for Toronto, they have to resign them because like Barrios is up at the end of next year. Is he going to stay put like reuse contract? Uh, I think he's got two years left or a year left. So they're going to need some pitching. Mm-hmm. They always need pitching these damn Blue Jays, but they need to re-sign him. And I think giving him Ryu money is fine, considering what we've seen from him pitch in a Jays uniform already, and the fact that we didn't have to bring him over from anything, and for him to get familiar with the coaching staff and stuff, I just think it makes sense. Yeah, you're going to be playing at the Rogers Center all year next year. Like, yeah. you're more comfortable here, and I see where you're coming from. But when the Yankees or the Angel, like, the, yeah, when they I've come here, the Angels, the Angels are calling because. That team, yeah, they have a great lineup. They got uh, Otani, they got Trout. They're lacking pitching. And when they come knocking with a big, big offer and the Jays can't match that because the Jays still have a lot of needs that they need to fill. Uh, and we'll get into that either today or, or, or shows down the line in the offseason. They got a lot of needs to fill. And it scares me too. When have we ever seen the Jays like pony up big money? Like besides Springer and Ryu, like recently in the past, we really haven't seen like the Jays could barely didn't want to pony up any to Josh Donaldson, the MVP. Yeah, they, they don't want to want, resign. Don't want to resign uh, uh, Edwin Encarnacion, which still after he left, still had two three good years, uh, and you know what I mean. Jose Bautista, one of the best Blue Jays of all time, you couldn't pony up just a little bit extra money to sign him maybe for two or three extra years. That's where it, it just, it, it worries me, but I agree with you on the Ryu. I think he's going to make way like just over you. Cause he's going to get that extra year. He's having a great season. Just the unpredictability of Robbie Ray is he can continue this next year or is he, is it going to fall off? You know, so. he gets squeezed a lot. If you watch like the umps don't do him any favors. No. Either. The, like there'd be so Jay's many times favor. where I'm like, yeah, no, that, yeah. But I'm saying, like, there's so many times where he's pitching, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, whatever you see on TV, the box, you see mm-hmm. on TV, it's expanded. Oh, big time. By, by at least a, uh, I don't want to say a foot, but at least an inch, mm-hmm. two, five inches maybe. Because every time the ball is, like, right outside the box, fully outside the box, they're going to call it a strike. And, you know, it's hard for these umpires. You're throwing, like, 95. Yeah. And, you know, there's a glove in the way, and they're framing it and all that. But – for some reason, Ray doesn't get those calls. Like, it has to be like inside the box or he's not going to get it. And it's weird to me that it happens, but he's having a great year. So I don't know. We'll see. Man. We'll see. I'm getting frustrated with this team. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. And one of the big frustrations uh, that you mentioned is the Toronto Blue Jay offense. Where did it go? All season, it's been one of the strong points. It's been carrying the bullpen. It's been carrying the rotation before they started to, to, to find their groove. And in August, it looks like they went away. George Springer got hurt in Seattle. 
and it just down yeah, it just plummeted downhill. Here's the question. Do you chalk that up to Bo and Vladdy? Those are the centerpieces of that offense. These are the guys when Springer's out, you're looking to them. I wouldn't say mainly because you have Simeon as well as Teoscar Hernandez, but Bo and Vladdy, they've never played a 162 game season, a full season. They play yeah. every single day. Do you chuck that up to, to maybe like they're really mentally tired or mentally taxed and like, it's it's the dog days of August. That's what they're. That's why they call them that, and that's why they they fell off. And they don't have that like safety net of George Springer, who was having an unreal time at the plate before that injury in Seattle. Do you chalk that up to just them being tired, I guess, or or just mentally exhausted? Yeah, I don't know. Like I feel like in base, it's hard just because Springer goes out. Oh, Springer's not there, so we're gonna underperform. Like there's no assists. No, but it's baseball. it's just the pressure, like oh, Springer's oh, out now. I have yeah. to step up even more. Yes, you yes, know what I mean. Like I, I they agree. they've done it the whole time when Springer was out, but now that you get comfortable with him in the lineup for for what three four weeks, I think he he was there, yeah, and you get yeah. comfortable in your spot, and you have this guy to to come to come in the clutch when when you didn't get the job done. Now that he's gone, and everybody's looking to Vladdy or to Bo or to Hernandez, who carried the offense for a bit, and then he's falling off. It's just hard for for these kids, I I guess, and that's why the offense is is falling off. It could also be like like you said, like I haven't played on four hundred sixty two games. Like maybe the league's catching up to them. Like like the like the catchers and the mm-hmm. other teams, like they're starting to see like like Vladdy's pace is unbelievable. But you knew he was going to slow down eventually. Like yeah. there's no way he was going to keep hitting three forty. Like, that's just ridiculous. And and there are guys who have done that. But he going into the year like. Yeah, 300, 310, but 350, 340, like that's ridiculous. I didn't think he was going to keep that up either. But, you know, he, he slipped a little bit. His home run totals haven't been, you know, every other game home runs, like it, how it's felt like uh, in the months leading up to August. But, yeah, man, maybe they, they, they just kind of figured them out. I'm not going to say they figured them out completely because they're still a threat. Mm-hmm. I remember when I went to, like you said, the burial star, they got pumped seven, two against the white Sox. This is why you don't go to games. Like, this is just why you I, went I, to I, that one. I do. I did. Yeah. I don't <laughs> go to games. I, I'm sorry for the whole like Toronto fan base. I, I, this is why you don't go to blue Jay games, bro. See, I went to the one against Boston where they just had that seven run inning and they, it was just a, a great game to go. I was so happy. I went and then you went was, to a burial. Yeah, he goes three I, innings and he wanted to get out of the game. It's already sitting. They lose seven, two. That's you know, I was there and I'm like, I went to my buddies. I'm like, yo, you don't want a live bet on the Jays coming back. Like, no, man. Like, they literally had one hit through, like, four innings mm-hmm. or something like that. Like, there was literally nothing going. They weren't even getting balls in play. Like, it, it wasn't even, like, grounders or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, it was literally nothing. And then this. bases loaded. Vladdy comes up. I'm like, this is it. I'm like, the moment is too perfect. And grounds into a double play with one out. Like, it's just one of those. And then again, they load the bases. And Palacios, who I don't even know why he was playing in that game, doesn't get pit. Randall Gritchick doesn't get pinch hit for, or, he, or Randall Gritchick doesn't come into pinch hit, but he's striking out because he wants to be hero and he's throwing, swinging at things in the dirt. Like it's just things like that. And that game just kind of went south. Like it was seven. And it was like, man, the game started at seven oh seven. Take this in. You know how like precise baseball is. Mm-hmm. Game started at seven oh seven. It was three nothing by seven oh nine. Oh my, yeah, because he hit three. Uh, Abreu hit a three run bomb the fr- like Abreu, first five Abreu, pitches Abreu, of the yeah. game. For, for, bro, for, first pitch of the game was a single. 
know, maybe, maybe three pitches later was another single. And then Abreu hit it on the second pitch of the bro, six pitches, three runs, 7.09 p.m. It was 3 nothing. Toronto got two runs in three hours. They got it in two minutes. That's how crazy the game is. If you look Lucas at it, sits dissected. down with his hot dog and his beer. He looks up three nothing already. I looked up. My buddy, my, my buddy doesn't watch baseball. Mm-hmm. He goes, "Who's the best player on on the White Sox?" I was like, well, "It's probably Tim Anderson or Abreu." I said, "But like Tim Anderson's not playing because it's probably Abreu." He goes, "This guy, this guy looks like a chump." Walks up, <laughs> smacks it. I'm like, "This is why you don't talk. This is why." So he's and the I, reason the Jays lost, eh? No, he's not. He, no, he's not. I am because this is why I don't go to Blue Jay games. Yeah, don't go anymore. I'm not going to go anymore. Don't go, please. And they always lose when I go all the time. Thank you. Please don't go. Yeah. And they don't worry. It continued. They they couldn't score any runs against Detroit, who are last place in the AL Central. And then if you watch the series against Baltimore, they're playing – Luca, I can't even tell you. It felt like we were in the ALCS playing the the Baltimore Orioles, who won 40 games all season, and we're in a a one-run ball game. The pit, the start, their starting pitchers had ERAs in the sevens, and this offensive juggernaut of the Toronto Blue Jays couldn't find anything. That's, I just think we wanted a playoff run. They, the offense dropped off at the wrong time. And Bree was throwing a no hitter through five, and then and they one lost. innings and, they lost. and three runs come in. They lose games with one innings. How many times have I said on the show? I'm going to be honest, I'm going to ask you this question here. I'm done. They're not making it. I honestly don't think they're making it. Uh, I will continue to support them. Uh, they will gladly prove me wrong, but I truly believe they're not making it. They're just yeah. too inconsistent for me. Uh, I don't I, think I, they're not gonna. Man, there's 162 games. A lot of time. we're in September. There's playoffs starting a month. Left. You have 30 games. No, Boston is playing. It. They're coming back. They had a couple COVID. No. Uh, um, yeah, no. I guess in, I don't want to call them injuries, but they had some COVID uh, situations. They're coming off that. Uh, they're playing the athlete. This is going to be a big series. If the, the athletics yeah, this yeah, weekend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, here we go. We say big that series, after every big series. I just big remember series. like a month ago, we're like, Luca, month of August. This is where they this take advantage. It. They got Detroit. They got they got the Orioles a bunch. They got all what these is, teams. And what, and what did they do? One and two, two and one, one and two, two they lost and one. To Detroit, oh, and three. man. They stink. Look, I, it's over. The dream's over. They're not making the playoffs. All right. That's what Last I, I, conversation I on the Jays. We've gone 20 minutes on these guys. Uh, Charlie Montoya. Okay. We're going to continue to have this conversation, and he has Just made question, questionable calls, a lot of them with the bunts. Like, you saw the bunt last time, last night with Valera. Uh, some questionable bringing in low leverage guys in high leverage situations. You can make the argument saying like, what does Charlie Montoya really have to work with down there in the bullpen? Like that's a manager's job uh, is manage your bullpen, like bring out the right guys at the right time. And okay, Luca cut him some slack. He hasn't, what does he have to work with? You know what I mean? He's got, he had, he has Romano who comes in the ninth. He pitches one, one night, but he can, then he can't pitch for the next two. Then you have Tim Mesa, who just came off injury, who's pitching better than I've ever seen him pitch before. Simber, it, you don't know about, like, he could be good, he could be bad. Trevor Richards, he could be good, he could be bad. Trent Thornton, thank you, please, no thanks, we don't need him. Brad Hand, they trade for, can't throw a strike. Like He's out now. Yeah, he's DFA'd, he's exactly. Mets picked him up today. Uh, Soria comes in, had a, like, had a tough inning last, last night. Like what do you what does Charlie Montoya do? He's just get he's like hopefully this guy can can get me out of the inning. He's like 
Can you really blame him? Can you really blame him? Let's just move on. I, 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 right. just, I don't want to do this. I, I can't because, yes, you have nothing to work with, but don't make it worse. <laughs> like, he's making it even worse. Like, you have nothing to work with. I understand. Do the best way you can. He, it's not like he's – like, managers, like, to be a good manager, you need to win um, games above expected rate, if that makes sense. Like, games that you're not supposed to win that you're not supposed to win, like goalie in hockey – or pitchers in baseball, like we're talking but about. Managers can't win the game, man. No, but they can make the right decision to at least put all the odds in their favor. Yeah, and but he when doesn't you're... do that. Like, like I said to you at the game, why are you keeping Palacios in, putting Grichik? I don't care if it's righty on righty. Yeah, He's but just Grichik a better hitter. Grichik hasn't He's a better been hitter. hitting for the past two months, Luca. He was he got his batting gloves warmed up. I saw him, and I'm like, uh-huh. get him in there. And he doesn't get him in there because he. Palacios has Palacios. You know where he is now? He's done. He's optioned. He's he's. I I didn't hear about that guy before the, before that night started. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, why am I going to? The, why am I here? Why am I here? I just think like you have you, you give Charlie a, a a half decent bullpen and he gives he makes but you more... give half decent decent bullpens. Everybody, they're all major league managers. Like they should be able to, you yeah, know, but, like not everybody can't make, make any. He can't make he he can't make uh crap into lemonade or whatever the saying is you know what i mean like yeah, he well, can't he can't do that if, if the if your bullpen sucks it, it sucks no, no matter who you bring in yeah, you can't bring it, in yeah. trent thornton in a run, one run game you can't well oh, sometimes awesome. he doesn't have the option to because romano can't go uh you need simber for this situation like you have to you got to make these tough decisions and then you look at your guy like please don't screw me because then if you let in three runs in this inning the media is going to look at me like why'd you bring in trent thornton you know what I mean? So yeah, well, I, as, I, know. I know he's has made questionable decisions, but really you gotta like look at those decisions individually. So uh we're gonna touch on that because that's a big topic heading in the offseason. So we'll get back to that. Football. Yeah. Football. The FC East is looking pretty uh pretty wide, uh, not pretty wide open, but it's looking pretty exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. Zach Wilson for the Jets. We got Tua starting for the Dolphins. Josh Allen. Josh Allen for the Bills. And your man, your Sit. guy, your draft back. pick, Mac Let's Jones is QB1 yes, for yes. the New England Patriots. Cam Fire me up. Newton Fire me up. has been released. Fire me up, baby. Luca, question to you. Two questions. I two-parter. We're mm-hmm. not supposed to do this. We're taught in school. Yeah. We're not supposed to have two questions. So, but here yeah. we go. You think How much was Probably releasing not. Cam Newton that Bill Belichick couldn't trust him? With his anti-vaccination, yep. And do you trust Mac Jones behind center? Okay, number one, um, Belichick said in a, in a press conference that you know there are a lot of guys who are vaccinated um, that still got COVID. Mm-hmm. So sure. I, I, so basically, what he's trying to say is like we didn't release Cam because of the vaccination because mm-hmm. yeah, he's saying he that for the media about and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Sure. Mm-hmm. Hey, whatever, whatever. It doesn't really because matter. He, because at he the got end of the COVID. Day, didn't, going, didn't Cam get COVID and then he was away from the team for yeah, five days? And to be completely honest with you, and now he got it again. And in Belichick's mind, and in this way, I agree with him, he's gotten it twice, right? They can't go into the season because you don't want to get vaccinated. That, that's your opinion, but you've gotten it twice now. You've had to go into protocols. They can't risk because they're expecting to be competitive this year with all the money they signed in free agency of you missing – three games in the middle of the season like you did last year. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to throw the rookie in to the fire. So that answers you, number two. Do I trust Mac Jones? Hell yes, I do. I do. 
And this is why I wanted Justin Fields in the draft. I did. I but Mac did. Jones is a Mac Jones is a great fit for this offense. I saw him sling it a little bit better in the preseason. It's a new era. And I'm gonna trust in management because they haven't let me down really, the Patriots. And mm-hmm. you know what? If last time he made a I don't know if you want to call it controversial quarterback decision. Look what happened. Brady and, and back in 01 and all that. So I'm not I'm not comparing this to Tom Brady. Obviously not because we don't know about what's going to happen. I would never compare a 23-year-old to Tom Brady. But I trust Belichick. And, and what I've seen in the preseason and apparently what's been happening, I've been reading reports that he went up against the first team of the Giants and absolutely lit them up. He was like something ridiculous, like mm-hmm. 38 or 40 with like zero picks. Like it was yeah. something crazy like that. So he's obviously learning. And it is a bit confusing because they got all these tight ends because they know how Cam Newton likes to throw to these guys. But hell, it's Hack Jones time, baby, in New England. I'm ready to go. I'm pumped up. I'm pumped up. You're ready to go for this. Because, man, this is the future, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like you're always waiting, right? Like you're waiting for the future. Like, Cam, okay, we have this guy. Now we get to see a week Sunday what this future is about for the New England Patriots post the Tom Brady era. And if the free agent pickups and, you know, the off season as a whole, including the draft, if it paid off, cannot be fired up, man. You mm. cannot not be fired up. Like just come on, Mac, get it done. Get it done. Back to this, uh, this COVID situation. I just thought it was funny by the NFL when urban Meyer uh, said in the press conference where like vaccination status went into their decisions in cutting players and now he's being investigated by the NFL but the NFL uh, puts rules it puts rules in place where if if an unvaccinated player gets gets COVID or causes an outbreak uh, that the team will forfeit the game and it won't be paid and all this kind of stuff but this guy as a coach saying like I don't want that to happen to my team yeah. says that like if there's player a player a and player b same skill set same everything one's vaccinated one's unvaccinated who are you taking yeah well, the vaccinated well. player because there's less risk there it's not like it's not discrimination it's just like this is a team you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like it's I, a choice I, yeah. it is a choice you have a choice to get vaccinated or unvaccinated no, it is. yeah and like driving having really hard driving is a choice driving is a privilege if you have a license you're allowed to drive if you don't have a license, you're not allowed to drive. I'm not saying you're not allowed to play football, but it, it just makes the team's like decision. But these are the rules now. Like this is the world we live in now. Like you don't want to get vaccinated. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I have a problem with people who don't want to get vaccinated and try to brainwash other people. You have your opinion. I have mine. I'm going to stick to my opinion. Yeah. You stick to yours. I'm not going to try to come over there and convince you. Don't try to come over here and convince me. You stay on your side. I'm going to stay on my side, it's respectively. Like I don't tell you, you who I vote for. You don't tell me who you vote do for. Do whatever you want. I really don't care what you do. But the government and the NFL and all these things are going to make it damn well hard for you never to play a sport again unless you put that needle in your arm. It's and true. you know what? That's their rule. You don't want to abide by it. You can't go to a restaurant unless you're fully vaccinated. You can't you go don't to the want movies to unless you're fully vaccinated. Listen, you don't want to get vaccinated? Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to be sitting in the theater with popcorn watching Fast 9 while you're out there with a stick and, and, a, and a Bristol board and walking around yelling. That's your decision. This is my decision. That That's what's going to be happening. And tell me I'm wrong. You're laughing over there, but it's it's the truth. 
they're going to make everybody, well, they're out there, you know, on social media getting like yelling and stuff like that. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing when it's the truth, man. I'm not trying to like say anything mean here. I'm saying they're going to be doing all that. Well, they're going to allow everybody else who doesn't want to be vaccinated make it a very hard time for them to no do no i just was laughing. like you'll be out there with a <laughs> stick and a bristol board <laughs> and it's and yelling it's and no, yelling but, but i'm watching fast nine with my nice popcorn and my nice root yeah. beer exactly exactly but that's that, that that's what the world's come to and you know and, and you it's got your own the way it is nowadays it's, it's crazy it's gonna happen so but i would i agree with you and i heard this on undisputed um with shane sorry i heard these crazy quotes i think he goes the best ability is availability you can be the best player in the world but if you're not available because you're getting COVID and you're and you have to sit out three weeks here three weeks there suspend get suspended uh, mm-hmm. fines get your team forfeits it's not worth it no it's, it's, it's not re- it's, it's really not worth it it's it, it really isn't so I, I like it just it was just baffling me that the NFL says like they're gonna do all this if if you're unvaccinated and you get COVID and you do all this but then when the guy is trying to like make his make sure this team doesn't forfeit games or his players are unavailable to play. That he's now he's getting investigated. I just no, I don't understand. Yes, it's the NFL. Yeah. Maybe that's that's what no makes me understand. It's the NFL. It it's the, no it's the NFL, ladies and gentlemen. You um, like the new taunting rule, by the way. Sorry, go off guard. It's kind of dumb. The taunting rule. And like not a lot of taunt. Like you know, like how Tyreek oh, the piece, the piece, the yeah. Piece, or when corners like do like the no, or when you spin the ball, or like can't taunt anymore like it just takes away from it why it's, it, i think okay they're grown men there also is there something t- that i wanted to touch on but like we went over time um the blue jays jacket and charlie montoyo putting the jacket on like i was hearing on the radio a lot of these old school guys like saying like why are they doing that why like why are teams doing like boston red sox with the wheelbarrow or like guys running through the train like all these like things when you hit a home run like i understand you're losing like eight two don't celebrate a touchdown or a home run you're you're getting crushed. That's don't what put happened the jacket at the game on. I went on. They got they're getting crunched, and Dickerson puts yeah. on the jacket. I'm like, guys, don't put the jacket on. Here. Come on, I don't know. Put, I agree if you there. hit the go ahead three run jack in the AL in the ALDS against Texas, and you're Jose Bautista and you bat flip, you put the jacket on. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or you spin no, but, the ball, or yeah. when you just when you when you get a, a touchdown, you say peace to the fans, or or you dance. Like, come on. Have but it's fun. not like, but it's not like exactly. But it's not like Kyrie kills doing the peace sign when they're down. Because first of all, the Chiefs are never down by forty. Yeah. But does he? Do, I can see how the he directs it at a player. No, but again, he did it. I don't understand how he did it to that. Like, it's a gamemanship. It's just like it's ta- it's okay, man, You see how he? You see how he did it to Winfield? I think it was week twelve or thirteen when he went off in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. He was going crazy, and then Winfield got an interception in the Super Bowl, and he went to Tyreek's face and did the peace sign. See, that's I love totally that. different. I love that stuff because he remembered it. He went back. But if Winfield, he like, got the interception and did the peace sign, like, to his teammates to his or face. to the fans. No, he did it to his face. I know, but say he did it to the fans or something. Yeah. I don't know if we'd be having the same conversation. He wouldn't have got flagged no, or whatever I mean, come happened on. to him. Anyways, whatever. whatever. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Year, QB, put your bets down now. Next Tom Brady, right? <laughs> No, I'm not going to go that far. Um, we got hockey to wrap up the show here. 31 minutes. We got 10 minutes. Kalkin Yemi mm. gets an offer sheet from Carolina. Yeah. 6.1 million with a $20 signing bonus. And there's speculation. Maybe it's because a couple of years ago, if you remember, the Montreal Canadiens threw out an offer sheet to Mr. Sebastian Ajo. 
And okay. the funny right. part is, is that Carolina matched it, and they have Sebastian Ajo on a beautiful contract. A beautiful contract. So thank you, Montreal. Now they're going and they're a little bit of payback here. Do you see? Uh, you, do you like this with the NHL? Finally, some drama. We get to see some drama like in it. the NHL. Finally, Jesus. And yeah, I like no it. fun league. So is the NHL. That's the goody 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 league. I, I I like it. And before everybody's like, oh, oh, oh all that all that crowd, these people on the outside noise, listen. Doing a sheet for an offer sheet for Sebastian Ajo, yes, he's on a great contract. But if you're Montreal, why not try to sign a guy like that? You're going to give up what a first and a third or two first. You tell me what first round pick you know is going to turn out like Sebastian Ajo. You don't. What I know is Sebastian Ajo is a 70 point, 80 point goal scorer or a point getter. He's going to put the puck in the back of the net and he's going to be your franchise center for the next 10 years. That's what I know. I don't know what's happening in 2023 NHL draft, what you're going to get there. So back at the time when Montreal did this, yes. Now, Carolina, not only did they get a great deal, now they're screwing Montreal because I think six mil is a bit of an overpay for Kanyemi, if I'm being honest. That's why I thought it was hilarious. For a kid who was scratched at the Stanley Cup playoffs, now all of a sudden you're going to give him six mil. No, I mean, Montreal's not gonna Montreal's not gonna pay him six point one million. So Carolina's gonna get Carolina's gonna get him for a year for one year. Is it a one year six? Million it's a one year six point one million okay. with a twenty dollars signing bonus, which is a jab because Sebastian Ajo is number twenty. That is unbelievable. That's like, unreal. To me, that's unbelievable. That, like, I thought that was that. hilarious when I, I when it. I read it. I was like, that is. I'm like twenty dollars signing bonus. I didn't understand. I go to work and one of my coworkers, he's like, yeah, because. Sebastian Ajo is number 20. And I'm like, oh my goodness. That is that, 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 that is the greatest thing I've seen by the NHL. Like so, in a long hey, time. Good for Kakanyemi. If I'm his agent, I go to him like, buddy, either way this year, you're making 6.1 million. You're playing in Montreal, you're playing in Carolina. I think he'd rather play in Carolina. I mean, they do, do go to the cup final, to be fair. I I, I can't really no. crap on the Canadians, but going to Carolina, I mean, they're yeah, a better but... team than Montreal. Like I, they are. I know Montreal just but is he gonna play game. on Montreal? Or uh, Carolina? Is he going to crack the top? You could barely crack the Montreal lineup. That's You're going to crack the Carolina? You're going to play mean, fourth line, third line minutes? But maybe? they got to know, too, though. Like, Montreal's not willing to. Well, they got to be. Like, whenever you offer something, it's all fun games, but you know, like. No, they should strategically look like who are we going to take from yeah, Montreal exactly. to benefit our team. But I'm saying, like, they got to know, like, there's, there is a chance that we're going to get this player yeah, paying him six. Totally. Million. Totally. So. Um,. Leafs in Buffalo outdoor game in Hamilton. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Middle stat baby just got re-signed. So he's gonna like he's yeah. gonna go Did off. You see the Islanders, they signed all those guys right on the same day. Lou Lamorello, poor jet, poor yeah, you know what I feel bad for? We're gonna throw it to the Leafs here as we end off the show. I feel bad for Johnny Tavares. He left at the wrong time. <laughs> he yeah. left at the wrong time. Poor guy. <sighs> they're gonna go to the cup final. I think they're gonna go. To the, they're going to go back. It's going to be t- them in Tampa again. Barring yeah, so any injuries. So you, those... think, you think Tampa takes out Boston? Yeah. Just honestly asking. Like, yeah. People are telling me, like, I haven't said anything, but people are saying Boston, like, a lot of people are uh, impressed with what they did. Boston, they don't have two Grask anymore, Luca. They're, they got Allmark, rookie gold. Maybe. Yeah, Allmark. Yeah, what do you have? Swayman is a stud. Don't kid hey, yourself. Swayman's a stud, but he's never started 82 games or, or 70 no, no. games or 60 games. I agree. No, he's yeah, got, yeah. I know he's got Boston. Like, they're a good team in front of him. But, like, 
But he wants to come back. The, he said, like he he, he will. Yeah, like, he's gonna come back, but he's not gonna be. Nothing. He's a free agent, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes down. Um, Canada, the women's uh, national team uh, beat the U.S. in the world championships. Yeah, because the Olympics is next. Uh, actually, in like in under six, six months. months. Yeah, so we yeah. get to see, probably going to get to see that again. Marie-Philippe Poulain with a snipe, absolute snipe. Didn't even know it went in. Took a little bit for uh, the, the the goal judges to figure it out that it went in, but it was an absolute snipe. Um, I saw a lot of things on Twitter, three-on-three three overtime in a world championship final. Yeah. Um, and then I also, like, would you rather a three-on-three three overtime settle a championship game or a shootout? Like, come on. Okay, then. then yeah, or would you I rather would, it five-on-five? Like, oh, yeah, five-on-five. Next goal wins. I like the. Five I don't know. I like goal. the three on three. I think the NHL should do that for the playoffs. Like what? You're never gonna have. You're never gonna have four overtime games anymore. You're just gonna have the three on three. It's so much fun. Yeah, especially in the playoffs. So like, fun, especially in the playoffs. Oh, you know how like you know the how... atmosphere, the intensity in the playoffs. Oh, the three on three. Goodness. The best no players way, on the ice. Man, Come on. No way. Because then you would have sixteen seeds playing for OT, and then OT. Like anything can happen in OT. One guy, one guy slips, and there you go. It's a three there you go. All. Breakaway, and just so many unpredictable things oh, can happen, man. You like Come on, that? You like the I NFL? The unpredictability of the NFL. You don't like the unpredictability of yeah, three on three overtime? Yeah, but it's not like you're going from twelve on twelve to five on five touch in OT. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not a good comparison. It is. That's literally what's happening, man. What are you talking about? I will. But, I, okay, fine. So wait, wait. <laughs> Three on three on two power play. You want to see that too? That in the regular season, I'm no. Four. The power plays are not three on two. They're four. No, on but three. I'm down. No, but I'm saying like, well, I don't know. You're making all these rule changes. Might as well make another one. Yeah, make would another you one. Do, would you do a three on two power play in the regular season? I would. No. Why? why? Just, because why? that's so dumb. How is it dumb? How? Tell me, oh, so that's dumb. But a three <laughs> on three in the Stanley Cup playoffs, Game Seven of the Cup Final, no. you're gonna have Nazim Kadri going down the wing with with I don't know whoever your fourth liner is. No, the fourth line is not going to sniff the ice three on three overtime. We're going to get to see the big boys out there on the ice. Come on. Yeah, maybe maybe that Marner will get some points. Eh? Marner gets some points before he flicks it over the glass. Yeah. 38 minutes. I don't know, man. Like that got crazy, man. 38 minutes. A three on three. I don't know. I, I enjoy three on three overtime. Like five on five is like, oh, great. Another fourth period. I got to Okay, quick question. Through. I don't want to ramble, but I have a question that I got to ask you now. You mentioned that. The, the, the Canadian captain who scored Poulin, right? Mm-hmm. Apparently, she's got like three winning goals, like the four winning goals, like yeah. the last. She's sick. Okay. So she's, I don't care. I'm just going to go out and say, it. I don't watch women's hockey, but she's probably the most clutch women's hockey player in the last. She's probably 10 the years, clutch honestly. Canadian player in the last yeah. 10 years. Okay. Crosby's got one golden goal. Okay. So Louis, this is exactly Louis what I'm going to got like. You want, four. you see how you just said three on three, right? Yeah. What is. Fate of the universe online. The Martians beaming down. I know this. You know what that is. I want Equidala. That one? Yeah. Three on three. <laughs> Stanley Cup game seven. Who's your three? My three. Yeah. Anyone in the league? Wow. That's a great question. Sidney Crosby. Okay. Austin Matthews. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Victor Hedman. So no McDavid on three on three. With this speed, you're laughing. <laughs> you're like, ah, I forgot about. It. I forgot oh, I McDavid. Forgot. I'm gonna go McDavid instead of Crosby, Matthews, and Victor Hedman. McDavid, oh. McDavid, Matthews, Victor Hedman. Interesting. I'm going Crosby, Bergeron, Marchand. 
no defense? No. I got Bergeron. You're going to go 3D. Who's your goalie? Tuka? Swayman. <laughs> Swayman. <laughs> no, maybe Garrett Sparks. I don't know. We'll Garrett see. Sparks. What's with the chirps of Garrett's? Who's, where's Garrett Sparks now? Who knows? I think he's on Philly. No. I don't know. Don't, don't I thought he was on Vegas. That. Maybe he's in the oh, okay, Vegas yeah. system. Oh, yeah. I think he is. Think he he's is in the Vegas that. system. Yeah, I don't know why I said He's that. the first goalie to get a, in Leafs history, get a shutout in his debut. He's in the Vegas system. Tough. What are you gonna do, boys? Now we got Mrazik and Campbell. Oh my god, it's gonna be this is gonna be a rough season for me, Luca. This is gonna be, gonna be rough. Seattle's not making the playoffs, all that's gonna happen. I, what are you gonna do? Both <laughs> my teams are not gonna make the playoffs. <laughs> no, I'm Seattle, already crying already. Good. I'm already crying already. All right, buddy. Yeah. Okay, that buddy. wraps up this big, big pod. You got a big draft ahead to at eight eight thirty, right? Yes, good I luck do. in that. Uh, the L2 Sports sure. Podcast can be heard on five different platforms. We got Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Google Podcasts. So please tune in. We're back. The L2 Sports Podcast. Big football podcast next week as week one of the NFL 2022 season is underway. What do we got? Tampa Bay and Dallas Thursday what night. What a start. What a great start because Dallas is going to get pumped. By Tom Brady <laughs> and those Buccaneers. So yeah. we'll see you guys next week. For Luca Moy, I'm Lucas Cutelli. Take it easy and have a good week.